Welcome to Sketchbook Podcast, a discussion about inspiration and process with artists, creators, and designers. I'm your host, Daniel Montoya Jr. Jenny B and I are back with another matchbook, our hot take setting the band world on fire. On fire. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Danny. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. All of our viewers just turned <laughs> off the podcast right now. Don't like, like that. Oh, I see you brought the unofficial third guest on yeah. Sketchbook. Mascara Cold Foam Cold Brew is sitting right here next to me. Is it in a Christmas cup? It I'm is. sorry, a winter Mary, non-denominational a Mary, holiday A Merry Coffee cup. Merry Coffee. Merry coffee. coffee. Thank you for keeping the coffee in Coffee-mas. There's been a war on Coffee-mas. I, I don't know if you've coffee. heard. I don't there, know if you've heard. I, you know what? I'm glad I live in the good old US of A where I can drink my coffee of choice any day I want. And it's freezing outside. I am of the tribe of iced coffee no matter what. So it's winter-ish has arrived today. Okay, I'm glad you said winter-ish because for for those of you at home listening, I don't know what day you'll listen to. Oh, it'll be today. Today is Friday, November 8th in Austin, Texas. It's 44 degrees. I don't like that either. Well, I mean, it it could be worse. my, My trusty phone's not working. It's 33 in Indianapolis where many of us will be next week. All eyes will be on Indianapolis. I'll be in the comfort of my home watching it. That's nice. On flow. You could be in Orlando right now. It's 81. I could be in Orlando or Tampa or, or Maui. You heard it here first. Somebody rescue Jen Barton and take her to Send me to Maui. Places. Send her to Maui. That is right. a, we'll, open, we'll put a link to a GoFundMe. That's okay. right. That's right. Jen, <laughs> we just, in addition to the two days of nonstop Bands of America, San Antonio yeah. City Regional, we just had the UIL State Marching Band Contest, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, in the Alamo Dome in San Bantonio. Yes. And that's right. 1A, 3A, and 5A classifications. Yeah. We're going to talk about a lot of band. But first, I'd like to talk about UIL because I think some people outside of the state maybe have some questions because they hear us in Texas talk about UIL. And if your friend's a percussionist, you always hear them bash UIL about, oh, they don't like drums and blah, 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 when it's really actually quite easy to figure out. But yeah. listen to the Eric Cosman podcast because we talk about UIL on that one. Um, UIL stands for the University Interscholastic League. And basically they organize and supervise academics, athletics, music, spirit. Um, we have competitions, not just sports, but there's solo and ensemble, there's mariachi, there's one act play, there's like math lead, academic decathlon type yeah. things. There's pretty much everything. Yeah, they they are the you know the United States Olympic Committee of whatever. Like they oversee that, um, and really what they do is they just maintain that it's extracurricular. That this is not what you go to school for. That's what you go to college for. You know, for football or whatever. Um, and they they make sure that you know that the schools are the ones that vote for all these things, like the principals, the superintendents, etc. They're the ones that come together and go, we want to do this, we want to do this. And UIL says if you vote for it, you can do that. Um, so the over, UIL oversees music, concert music, um, marching band music. And every other year, the separate classifications have state marching contests. So for example, this is an, e, uh, an odd numbered year. Yes. In odd numbered years, the odd classifications have the ability to advance to state marching contests. 1A, 3A, 5A. Next year is 2020. 
the evens, 2A, 4A, 6A. And you can go to their website, uiltexas.org, to read about why they do that. Um, it's a financial thing. Texas is huge, in case you don't know. Um, it's, it costs a lot of money to drive a bus, a school bus, charter buses. And if you're the Allen band with 8,000 kids, it costs a lot of money yeah, no to come to the Alamo Dome. Um, and so, and there's know, only so many hours in the day, too. I don't, you couldn't do all the classes mm-hmm, within. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would take the entire week. Correct. It, it would. And, and they decided this in 1991. Um, the band directors and school administrators across the state came together, um, and they decided they wanted to do it every other year. Now, recently at the region level, they did pass something that says area is every year now, yes. regardless of class. So in 2020, uh, 2A, 4A, 6A, you'll have area on the normal area weekend. This is all tentative. Um, and then you would still advance the state. There's a weekend off between area and state marching contest. Down here, that's when BOA San Antonio is. Sure. If you're in the odd number uh, areas, you'll also have area competition, but you'll have it a week later during that dead weekend. And you don't advance anywhere, but you can declare an area champion and you don't have to go to BOA San Antonio or whatever is going on. So that hasn't been officially like I think it has to be approved at the state level or whatnot. Now, is that going to be an option that the bands can choose to do, like to do the area? Because you know, you're thinking about and we're going to talk about this, I'm sure, mm-hmm. in a little bit mm-hmm. when we're talking about the 5A groups that attended San Antonio yeah. and, and the state contest. Correct. You know, would they have to choose between doing area and San Antonio or... Well, did you know that area is optional? Oh, um, no, I just see. I'm new. I'm still learning. So, yeah. Still learning. So um, most I'm so with some of the view. I'm, I'm with some of the listeners that need more information is, about how the whole process exciting. works. I'm a Texas boy. I'm born yeah. and raised from Austin. So um, region is hook. Em, thank you. Region is pretty much required. Right. Like that's that's your that's our like test. We teach to the test. You know, everyone in music goes, we don't teach to a test. Bull. We have solo ensembles, sight reading and concert. We teach to a test. It's just a different test. Region, you go get your ones. That's where you get your exemplary. Your one, your two, your three, your four. If you get a one, you get to advance to area competition. Qualify. You qualify. There you go. Um, you are not required to qual- to go to area. Some schools don't do it because finances, or maybe they have a smaller program. It just it's too far, etc. So what happens is then if you advance to area, you can then advance to state. Um, so these programs can decide not to go to area if they don't want to. So if you're a program that traditionally goes to BOA San Antonio and you do well, you can decide, I'm going to go to BOA San Antonio instead because area will be on Saturday. However, sure. if you're a program that goes, I go to BOA San Antonio, I never make finals, I'm still going to go BOA San Antonio, and then Saturday I'm going to go to area, you could get another competition in. Well, yeah, and there were a lot of folks that did that this year, too, that I noticed the, that there was a, a U.S. there was there a US band show at there Kelly was, Reeves, or there, there, there was a couple two of, of other shows in the, the Austin area, too. Yes, That yes. Um, on Saturday, there were shows, like I know, I'm, I'm fairly confident, McNeil, I know I saw, had gone to whatever show was on that Saturday. And they went to BOA um, Friday. And they went they? to be yeah, a lot of the groups that did BOA Friday did mm-hmm. the show on Saturday, like just trying to get in some more, get in some more performances. And the, and the other thing is, you know, we, and we have state marching contests in the Alamo Dome, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. BOA San Antonio is in the Alamo Dome, Friday, Saturday. So some of these bands who maybe know outright that their chances are slim, they still play because they want to get a run in the dome to get acoustics, ding, to get ding, speakers. Ding, ding, yeah, ding. and that's really smart. It's really expensive. Um, yeah. And a lot of these schools treat the state BOA San Antonio weekend as like a vacation, so to speak. Like they drive up, they play, and they stay all the way through. So it's like a four-day visit in San yeah. Antonio. For those of us who live like 
Austin, San Antonio. Like we're like, oh, okay. It's not that far. But if you live in the Panhandle, El Paso, down the valley, like coming to San Antonio, San Antonio is a big city. Like it's a legit town. We're just used to it because it's right down the street. Well, and there's so much cool stuff in the city too, that, you know, whether it's art or whether it's museums or whether it's the Alamo that everyone has to visit one time and check that box off mm-hmm. um, and be surprised at how small it is. Um, but there, there's, uh, that, that, that's my impressions of it. The first time or right, the time right. that I went, I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's exactly, fun. Exactly. <laughs> but it's a beautiful city too. The river downtown and everything on the river walk, there's a lot. And I know with DCI, mm-hmm. it's that's the traditional post regional free day there that there's a lot of things that are exciting for kids to see and do. And if you're going to end up doing that five day trip, San Antonio is a pretty cool place to do it. It's a lot of fun. The river walk, there's a six flags, a sea world. Um, there's some good food. There's good food. Now, um, I want to talk about classification numbers because different schools have flights or different States rather flights or their classifications work differently. Or you're like, we have six A's, but, um, so the one, a classification is um, 104.9 students and below. I don't know how you have a point. Are you like, do you have a, are you missing an arm or, or a toe? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Toe. <laughs> but this is all on the UIL Texas website. Um, so basically, if you have 104 students, you are 1A. If you have 105 to 224, you're 2A. 3A. Wait, is that the only one that has a point nine? It is. It's the only one that has a point. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. There has to be a reason. There must there, be. There's a story somewhere about yeah. why that point nine exists because <laughs> there was a school one time that had there was an awful accident. I don't. Oh, I don't know. Gosh. I, I mean, we're going to be real. Thoughts in Paris. Thoughts in Paris. Thoughts in Paris. Three A is two hundred and twenty-five kids to five hundred and four. Remember, this is the entire school. Four A five hundred and five to eleven forty-nine. Five A is your Cedar Parks, your Rouses, uh, eleven fifty to twenty-one eighty-nine. Then a number of years ago, they created 6A, mm-hmm. which is 2190 and above, which is, if you're familiar in the BOA world, that's like 97% of the bands who are making finals continuously, sure. Sure. Um, et cetera. Um, and so this past week, there was a total, I think, of performances, if you talk prelims and finals, of 107 bands that came in wow. in the 1A, the 3A, and the 5A classification. And that's after two qualifying rounds of reducing the field every time. Uh, close. Uh, uh, I think 1A and 2A, 1A for sure, all you have to do is get a 1 at your region level, and then you automatically advance to state. Gotcha. There are so, so few, few 1As no in the state. There's no point in doing it yeah, again. Yeah, and they're so spread Got out. It. If you were to look at the 1A area map, there's like three or four areas, and they're humongous. Oh, man. So I think they said something like 29 1A schools of those 23 or something got ones and then they take seven to finals or something like gotcha. that. So um, it's not like 6A where we have to have three, or yeah, or which, six shoot, or five. four rounds basically yeah. um, to do that. So that's a, that's a little bit of the nerdiness of UIL because there is this sort of like, uh, I, what is UIL? Cause we talk about it and you learn about it. And mainly when people hear about it, they hear the negatives of no offense. It's percussionists and color guards who tend to be on the, I hate UIL. Um, or they just have problems. They take more exception with it. Sure. Um, and we, we'll talk about why as we go on a little bit later. But UIL, for all its warts or whatever that people find, there's a reason we play so well in this state. There's a reason why music is so good. There's a reason why <clears throat> all of you move to Texas to work with our kids <laughs> and then complain about it. There's a reason why. It's UIL. Um, that's just that's the, that's the end-all, be-all of it. Now, of course, we have teachers that do it. Sure. The teachers are responsible, but UIL gives us the the uh, structure and the framework to do that. So 
we're almost to the, the to the actual thing. Now I want to talk about the sheets because people don't know <laughs> as Jen laughs about the sheets. Now we don't have captions in the UIL level. Um, and I guess, I don't know if it's necessarily a caption. We have music and then we have marching. At Not the, even visual, no, just marching. Marching. Yeah. And Wild. They're at the area and state level, we have five judges, three music, two marching. At the region level, which is level one, we have two music, one marching. So you can tell the emphasis in Texas is on music. Um, and we how do I put this the right way? We don't give numbers like boxes and you don't see a recap. We have Olympic style scoring. So on the sheets, you get a total of, what is it? A thousand points. Yes. Each one, a thousand for marching, a thousand for music. And it's broken down on the music sheet, uh, marching sheet. Let's start marching. Individual marching is 400 points. Ensemble marching is 400 points. Drill is a hundred points. Then there's integration of marching components, which we'll go into, is also 100 points. So that's equal 1,000. The music comment sheet, brass performance, 200. Woodwind performance, 200. Percussion performance, 200. Ensemble performance, 200. Musicianship, 200. Sorry. And everything's judged from the box. We don't have any on-field judges for any of that. So if you're in the dome, you're basically where the BOA DCI judges are. When you give your 1,000 points... Let's say I decide to give someone 900 total points, right? And then they go through all the finalists. And what they do then is if I gave Austin High School 900 points and they're first place in my sheet, that transfers to a one. We give them an ordinal. So then our numbers go into ordinals, the five judges. So if Stephen F. Austin High School from Austin, Texas were to get ones from all five judges, their score then becomes a, a five. A five, correct. Yes. And you want the lowest score. So round one of the scoring is you want the highest score. And then when it goes to ordinals, you want the lowest score. So when you look at recaps, you'll just see numbers, just basic integers, one, 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 or one, 12, three, six, nine, or whatever it's going to be. That one's a little bit more correct. Yeah, it usually is. (laughs) Um, And you can see these. This is not proprietary. You can go to SMBC, which stands for State Marching Band Contest, .uiltexas.org, and you can look at the 2019 State Marching Band results or any of the results, really. You don't know the judges' names. You don't know the numbers you give them. And you certainly don't know the sub-caption, so to speak, numbers. That they give so the general public. The general public. The, the the competing bands get the sheets uh-huh. with the comments, and then the the out of the four hundred or two hundred or whatever you you do get to see those sub captions, right. but it's not published to the world. Yes, you're the only one. Band, the band staff, and if you decide to take a picture and post it online, in fact, the recaps don't come on until after finals. But band directors, and I mean, there are people who yeah. put it on Facebook immediately, and then it goes to TexasBands.com, and then it yeah. goes to Discords, and every. I mean. <laughs> It's not a secret. I mean, right. there are people that, I mean, the minute they're passed out, they're already yeah. out in the world. So you just got to know the right people. So um, when we look at the music sheet, we're just, we're not going to talk, give them a detail of it, but you know, the performance captions, which is again, brass woodwind, percussion, and then ensemble, you talk about tone quality, intonation, balance, blend, technique, effective use, right? Ensemble performance, balance and blend, precision, intonation, articulation, musicianship, phrasing, dynamics, musical style, tempo. There's nothing crazy about it. It's like just the, like, it's like in a music analysis sheet, right? Sure. That's that seems to be pretty. I, I basic. think what sticks out the most for me, just looking at both of the sheets, is that what's unique about the UIL method, with everything being in one sheet, mm-hmm. is that the judges are tasked with a lot of analytical brain power to mm-hmm. use during the show, yep. and with the way that shows are kind of constructed, the 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 modern show construction, I, I 
have to say that it has to be a huge challenge to be able to, I I don't want to say effectively, but that's a lot of content that you're having to analyze and evaluate and rank and rate Mm -hmm. all in one sheet, all in one place. Correct. And the way that shows are paced out, having to talk on a tape while doing, you know, I, I know the tape is there to sort of be a, a a backup or, or a support to what's what evaluative tools you get on the sheet, like the scores and the ordinals and all of that. But Mm -hmm. man, that's a, that's a lot, that's, that's a lot to process. And when you're looking comparatively to BOA or some other state, Mm -hmm. the other state judging sheets that have those separated out, you know, you're looking at brass woodwind percussion performance. That's all for one, the, on the field judge, when you take that off of the field, I, I think that you could still, adjudicate that from the box sure yeah but you're having to focus on those three individual sections as well as the ensemble performance as well as the overall general musicianship Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's a lot it is and i I think these probably are carried over from concert and sight reading judges because well especially with the plus and minus over on the side that that's that's a very typical Uh um you know music performance aside of what you know concert band festival whatever whatever your state calls it yeah there's an mpa like florida has the mpa yeah and festival and other places yeah, the, yeah. the plus and the minus are, are used very much in solo and ensemble as well uh-huh, those judging uh-huh. sheets so you can use that to sort of tally up your ticks i suppose oh. that would give you some visual yeah. support to you your tick process to, to uh to defend your your yeah, score i guess yeah. I, and i i suppose without knowing who created these sheets i guess the idea is well if you're a, a band director or a musician you should be able to take into account woodwind brass percussion because that's what we do on the stage but you have 40 to 60 kids in your concert band. They're right in front of you. They're not moving. Yeah. You add motion. You add marching, which brings us to marching. That complicates things. So you have individual marching, which is carriage and stride, <laughs> execution of fundamentals. It literally says pivots, turns, facings. I'm surprised it doesn't have anything about haces. Uh, oh. Hace. Hace. Two. Hurrah. March. It has ensemble marching. remember all those. Ranks. Files, diagonals, arcs, arrival at set. Um, it has drill. Um, and this is 100 points. So those previous two were worth the big one. Now we have drill. Compatibility of marching style with drill. Suitability and demand of drill. Frequency of movement while playing. That's something. And then continuity and flow. That gives you 100 points for just drill. And then, this is the fun one, integration of marching components. Visual reinforcement of music. We'll skip one real quick. General appearance, <laughs> and we'll come back to it. Effective use of auxiliary units, parentheses. When present. Parentheses. Now, I'm assuming, I, I teach drums. Yeah. That tells me color guard's optional, right? I guess so. And do you know why it's written that way? I don't know why it's written that way. Now, if you had watched a number of the 1A, 2A, 3A, even to some of the 4As, color guards aren't as prolific. Um, because some of these guards have two guard members, right? In fact, we have a strong uh, tradition of military marching in Texas, sure. and most don't have a traditional color guard. I think the issue would be that if we added a color guard caption, then what happens to those that either don't have a color guard, have a very small color guard, or don't have the traditional color guard, which we've come to expect in competitive marching band? That's my logic. That's my thinking. That's discussing yeah. with well, and people then, smarter than me about Sure. It. And then there's the, you know, the Weiss 
and um, mm-hmm. the Austins that have the dance team. Correct. That well, first of all, Weiss's dance team is incredible. Those oh girls God, are they, amazing. Oh, I they were no offense and, to the band, but that was like the best part of it. And I got so to watch. And, it was so crazy. Yeah, that and incredibly effective. Mm-hmm. Incredibly mm-hmm. effective. Um, I you know, I don't I don't know if that's necessarily a quality thing to do. You can have two color guard performers and stage them and use them effectively. You don't mm-hmm. have to have 10. You don't have to, if you're a one, a band, you don't have to have 30 right. color guard people on the field. It's about, it's not about the size of it. It's about how you're using it mm-hmm. and how well they do things together. Some, sometimes in my more pointed conversations, I'm like, I wish I only had two kids. Cause that would be really easy <laughs> to clean. Just like, you, Match right. your friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you only have to match one friend, let alone Correct. not twenty eight. Not twenty eight. <laughs> but I, yeah, it, it's definitely a sticking point, a, co- a point of contention. Yeah. for those that that's what they do. They do color and, garden choreography and stuff like that. And then there's you know a lot of groups that have a, a complete and complex effective use of their color guards mm-hmm. or their visual mm-hmm. ensembles or whatever it is you want to call it, where it's staged within people to make moments, like staged within wind players to make moments more dramatic or mm-hmm. more visual musicality. Uh, you know, it's all, it's in one little line. It is. Effective uh, use when present. It's like, yes, a lot of people are doing a lot of things. And you, and you get a total of a hundred points out of a thousand. You count for at best 10%, um, yeah. which, which again, I, I see we're thinking back to the day when they probably these sheets were created. Yeah. They probably didn't have a lot of color guards. Color guards, at least down here. Let me. I want to clarify that we're not doing what people were doing yeah. outside of Texas. Yeah. It was very much you know rowboats and carves and yeah. you know present the one the one flag you used your entire show like that. That's where we came yeah. from, and it it took I think only to like two thousand. You know, some groups are doing it a little bit earlier. The Westfields, the Springs, etc. Right. Um. But for the most part, color guard was. I'm going to write my drill and then I'm going to place the color guard on. And it was like in an arc in the back. And we still see a lot of that. Love a good old flag arc. Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. But, (laughs) (laughs) but I think that's where this comes from. And so for those people who are listening who are like, those sons of like, look, you have to understand what we were like before. Yeah. Um, And there is talk. It's unofficial slash official. I mean, UIL knows and they are working to, change the sheets, update the sheets, yeah. update the judging, the judging panels, maybe go into captions. Um, it's not a secret that they utilized a quote unquote shadow panel, shadow panel this week. Yeah. Um, there were three on field, I believe, and four up in the box and they made their own tapes and did their own scores and did their own sheets. And none of that's going to be public. Don't ask. We don't know. Um, but because UIL wants to find out how can we um, evolve to better handle the contemporary marching band while still remaining true to the the, the message and the mission yeah. statement of UIL. And that's where we're at. And changing sheets is a, a challenging process. You know, mm-hmm. it, BOA has done it a couple of times. DCI yeah. does it very frequently. WGI, yeah. And it's, it's, it's like arguing about the seeding process. You know, we, I, I, I think I've got one foot in the winter season now and oh, one foot kind of still in marching band, but you know, talking about how to, how to seed there, there's no answer that's going to be beneficial for everybody. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's no, mm-hmm. someone is always going to get the short end of the stick. And if, if we're, if you're constantly changing the policies and procedures because somebody didn't seem to get you know, what they wanted or what they liked. It's, you're never going to find something that's going to have any viability. So changing the sheets in any of our pageantry activities is, is a challenge to find something that's as equitable as possible mm-hmm. while being 
updated to what's going on, you know, as the groups grow in the areas, different areas of, of Texas or, or the country, you know, it requires some some paradigm shifting to make sure we're rewarding those things. I mean, we don't, there's nothing on the sheets about, you know, listening environments and listening challenges and how the, you know, it's, it's, it's very vague, you know, mm-hmm, there's, there's mm-hmm. not a back of the sheet that gives you more in depth, you know, when you're talking about the, the other national sheets, it'll have more of a bullet point. It, it would look more like this on the front, right. right? It has the little bullet points and then you flip it over to mm-hmm, the back mm-hmm. where it can go, you know, the, the very in depth within the boxes as well. Like the language within the boxes tells you where to put, whereas these sheets just have kind of a basic rubric on the back of, you know, zero to 100 is fair and 100 to 200 is good, mm-hmm, you know, it, mm-hmm. and just some basic descriptors. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of room for individual interpretation perhaps on there judge is. accounts, depending on their background and, and with the, the Texas judging process, it's a little bit, there's, there's a, a an interesting mix of, I, like especially at the state week, the, an interesting mix of national adjudicators, local band directors or designers or people that are still working or have retired. It's it's there's definitely wild experience differences mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. wild backgrounds differences between the judges. And then with sheets that are open to interpretation, right. I think that you know me living here now and looking observing it before from a different part of the country mm-hmm. that you can see that looking at those recaps as you can see where there's yeah. reason for those really crazy zip code ordinals when you're pulling out <laughs> those recaps, it's, it's, there's yes. interpretation and everything, but you know, a right, lot of right. other sheets have more detail on how to guide to make the ranking and rating process happen. Yeah. Well, number one, I'm glad that UIL is, they're taking the proactive step of like, we need to look at different things. So that's good. Uh, change is happening. It's an ocean liner though. It's not going to happen overnight. And they go, yes, general effect judges for all. And, and because the reality of this whole thing we call marching band is 5A groups and 6A groups more often than not want this change to the more BOA style, DCI style, if you will. 1A through 4A, a number of 5As and a number of 6As, they don't do that. They don't go to BOA. They don't go to that. They do core style shows yeah. to use an old term, but those that go to BOA and those types of shows actually are greatly outnumbered by the programs yeah. that don't do it. Yeah. And so when we talk about why doesn't Texas and UIL do this, Texas is a big state. We got yeah. a lot of bands yeah. and not every band wants to spend the amount of money that is necessary to compete at certain levels, at certain contests. So, so that's, that's just probably a, a, a sort of roundabout way of, of describing what UIL does and the contest. And then your segue, Jen, you're, you're so smart. I know we're getting really good at judges. this here. You talked about judges. <laughs> we're going to talk about 1A real quick. And I want to tell you who the judges were. And for those who don't know some of the names, I will mention what they do, who they are. John Alstron, formerly of Prosper High School, Grand National Finalist. Amanda Drinkwater, if you don't know who she is, you should <laughs> get off this podcast and go find out. It's uh, Marcus High School. Um, John Shriver, Carrie Taylor of Westlake High School, very successful. Russell Tipton, that was the prelims panels. Then they changed it up a little bit. Finals, Mike Bartley. Jason Bird, formerly of Richland High School, who is now at Argyle High School. Albert Lowe, um, DCI judge, formerly of Phantom Regiment. Winston Churchill High School, extremely successful. John Rosh. Oh my God, Rosh, Rosh, Rosh Uber. I'm going to mispronounce it. I probably already did. I'm sorry. He um, uh, uh, is very successful at Fredericksburg High School. Now has moved on to Hayes. Charlotte Royal, recently retired um, in the Houston area. Those are the panels that are judging the 1A bands. And for perspective, we mentioned you have to have 104.9 and below to Don't be considered that 1A. These bands range in size from 20 members. That's everyone. Wow. The largest one was 90. Now, 
you heard when we said 104 kids, that's it. And then there's 90 kids in your program. Your, that means man, the whole, whole school. That means they're playing football. They're cheering. They're drill oh, and they're doing the band. Like that's one yeah. day life. Yeah. That's what that is. Um, and they, and <laughs> I love these town names. You have like happy, like it's literally called happy. You have Mundy, which is M-U-N-D-A-Y, Claude. Like these are, these, these are small Texas towns. Yeah. And I'm sure every state has these small towns. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, I, I will tell you, 1A and 2A were maybe my favorite yeah. to watch because you, know, they, you interview these kids and I was on the broadcast team and these kids like, we got to go to Hard Rock Cafe. We, well, yeah, they're we got from to go to the Alamo Dome. And they're just like, they, I can just imagine the, the kids that it's their first time performing uh-huh. Uh-huh. and they pull up into San Antonio and then they pull up to the, the dome and they're on their yeah. little eyes. It's those, I mean, even in the big bands too, there's sure. the freshmen for the first time. It's uh-huh. like, well, and it's funny you mentioned freshmen here. because guess who else plays in 1A programs? Seventh and eighth graders oh, do. Oh, yeah, little ones. Yeah, so you have, and usually they're like front ensemble <laughs> yeah. or they're not they're not doing heavy lifting, but these are kids that just played one year for the well, first yeah, time. Yeah, because they're probably, their whole school is all Six through 12th 12. grade or yeah, yeah just uh-huh. the, the middle school and the high school to, or all of the grades mm-hmm. together. So this, I might be backing up here, is, yeah. is the... Is the count 10 through 12 or 9 nope, through 12 nine or like 12. the campus? Oh, I believe BOA is 10 through 12. BOA is 10 through 12. I believe it's 9 through 12. And when you take into account like the Plano schools, Planos are just 10 through 12, but they have nine tens that feed them. Yes. UIL then I think counts the nine okay. ten as a, that's why you have like, like Plano Academy high school, like 4,500. There's not really 4,500 kids on campus. Okay. Um, unlike Allen where yes, I mean, that's the kind of thing. So that's a really good question, but I think that's probably what, I'm sure they're not counting six through 12. I'm sure it's just nine through yeah. 12. Um, and so they're using seventh and eighth graders and they, they add that in. And even the three A schools had some seventh and eighth graders, um, and that's and that's get that's how you get twenty kids. That's yeah. how you get that. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is you know we we're used to these giant competitions, BOA uh, state marching contest, whatever five A six A, and we show up with four to five charter buses, a giant eighteen wheeler, maybe a couple Penske trucks, and these band directors are told, hey, you park your buses in lot whatever, and then you park your van, your moving trucks in lot whatever, and they call in and say. Uh, we put everything on the bus. Yes, like we've, bus. we've got the bus. Uh, <laughs> do we still have to do that? Like, nope. Just take your bus and park there, and and then you go in. And it it is it is so wonderful. You know, you have twenty to ninety kids, and they do their show. And so many of them are really really cool. It's an inventive because you have less kids, and you have to figure out how to do it. And um, they're not putting out the sound of a six A band, and they shouldn't. Well, because, sometimes those shows are some of the more creative ones oh because gosh, you yeah. can do a little bit more interesting staging or interesting mm-hmm. concepts or or you are able to put them all in a costume instead of a marching uniform yes, because yes. it's more financially responsible yeah, yeah you know you can be a little bit more creative with how you use the space mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how you stage to make because i mean everyone you gotta you gotta think about how your sound is going to be with your staging and you're going to be using a smaller area so their sets can be a little bit more inventive mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. yeah sometimes those shows are my favorite ones to watch just to see how people creatively use that mm-hmm. smaller number of performers and plus they all have to be good. So, you know, yes. that there's some great teaching. You going hear when on. they breathe, you hear yeah. when someone's out of tune, like, and, and the dome's quiet because it's not Friday night football game. Yeah. Everyone's there. The whole town, I, we joke about it, but it's, it feels like the whole town is there for the marching band. Um, and you know, I was talking about happy and that's yeah. just my favorite one. Um, <laughs> they have 40 kids in their band program. Happy. Uh, for, my understanding is for 25 years, they didn't have a marching band. Last year they had one. 
for the first time in 25 years. They got their one. They didn't advance because they didn't advance on that year. Yes. And then they advanced to the state marching contest for like the first time in 27 years. They did a show called Grand Slam, a baseball tribute. Yes. And their uniforms, I'm going to hand you the program. They're literally wearing baseball jerseys that say happy on the front and you can't see it, but on the back, it it has their name and then it says 19. I love it. And they, you know, they did, they played some hits of Take Me Out to the Ball Game. They started with Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got their their custom little baseball hats on. Exactly. They didn't wear a band uniform, so to speak. So when when you imagine outfitting, 300 kids into personalized jerseys like that that's an entirely different thing but yeah. when you have 20 or Very whatever cool. you can do that um and that's the kind of program that they they show up in a bus and they put their some of these programs don't have pits some don't even have drum majors and uil we allow the directors yes. to conduct the program um and you know some have they've selected a drum major they do a salute but then they pick up their instrument and they perform um, and it's important if you haven't caught on by now, 1A classification in UIL is not 1A classification in BOA. Like you can have a 1A program that has, you know, 90 kids already in their band or 150 because it's 9 through 12. I mean, 10 through 12. This is literally, you know, you, you don't have 100 kids in your program. Yeah. Um, so so that's 1A. And, and just going over the finalists, they only took seven to finals because, again, I think there was only 23 uh, qualifiers. Erion County won, and their total score was six, which meant they had a one 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 two one. right? Remember the ordinal talk. Second was Whiteface. Third was Eden. Fourth, Claude. Fifth, Menard. Sixth, Ropes. The Ropesville Ropes, by the way. And seventh was Spring Lake Earth. My two favorite shows, and I, I don't think you saw these because you were too busy with your own program, which we'll get to in a second. Um, Menard High School was one of those that I really, really liked. They had two doors on the field, and it was called, I, I don't remember what Menard was called, that they played New World, Brave New World, I think is what it was called. And they had New World Symphony and, you know, they, they, they went out and played. And um, their band director, Lindsay Gold, um, put a post on Facebook, I guess a few years ago when she took over, um, they were getting threes. And then they get a one, and now they're, they're here at state. Whether it's their first time in history, I'm not, I can't be sure. But, um, you know, they came out, and it looks like they have, what, 35 kids? 35. 35 kids. What was their show called, by the way? It's called The Brave New World. Oh, called, yeah, Brave New World. That was one of my favorites. Eden High School, you know, we think about these small schools, and you talked about creative creativity. They did a show called Alien Invasion, and they had a bright green, yellow, volt green pro, uh, plume. They had Leander High School-inspired boxes that were volt green, yeah. and then... They had at the end of their show, the alien showed up and he was wearing like that green suit, like the suit that you see people wear at mm-hmm. football games. It was just, he was just a bright yeah. green alien. And it was just, you couldn't, you know, some programs could do that on a large level, but it was so much, it was, it was fun and exciting and creative. But again, like you mentioned, it was so well played because they have, how many kids did Eden have? As 46. You, 46 kids. 46, they all had to play. Their, their woodwinds, their brass, their, yeah. their percussion. Everybody's in on that one. They are. They have to be, right? Like <laughs> there only is one band. There's probably like... You can't yeah, say it's third the band, band don't play this. <laughs> yeah, it's the band, right? It's and and it's you know everybody all the time. It it has to be you know if if Billy gets sick and he's first trumpet, he literally could be the first trumpet player. Yeah. So, um, and then we go to three A. Now three A we get a little bit bigger. Uh, we talked about state size um, earlier. Our three A judges never. All these are a mixture of it. Mike Bartley judge prelims. Dan Morrison of Ronald Reagan fame, ninety seven point three at the San Antonio Regional. Um, John Rashuber again. Remember we mixed and matched Charlotte Royal back again. Mark Waymeyer, formerly former Texas band director. Now his he's living in. Um, Mississippi, I believe, um, famous drum corps person with Madison Scouts, Spirit of Atlanta, drill writer. 3A Finals, uh, Philip Geiger, another one of those that you should know, was at West uh, Westfield High School, very successful. Scott McAdoo, one of the uh, uh, horsemen of Texas band at Langham Creek. John Shriver and Russell Tilton. Those were our 3A programs. And 
the 3A finals, we did have enough to have 10 finalists. Now, 3A is basically like the middle range in terms of size. Um, I, I couldn't tell you how big some of these programs are, but you can look them up. Our 10 finalists who ended up winning in finals, Mineola, first place, Whitesboro, second, Queen City, third, White Oak, fourth, Atlanta, fifth, CHO, sixth, Holiday, seventh, Redwater, eighth, ninth was Crane, and 10th was Lyford. Now, while I'm talking, you might look this up. It might be White Oak or CHO. This had a military band in finals. Um, and so I don't know if it was CHO or if it was White Oak. I want to say White Oak as, as Jen has our program here for 3A. 3A is at the very end. Does it look like, does this, what was the name show? Heroes? Yes. That was the military yes. program. Um, White Oak fourth place with a 427 in music and 77 in marching. And for those of you who don't remember what military marching, this is literally the like marches, rank and files. You know, they do all this stuff. Texas A&M is the, the most visible uh, college military marching band and they did have like a surprise color guard at the end like it came out and they did a little bit of color guard stuff at the very end but for the most part you know the drum major has a mace um yeah. they they play march type music and they do all those moves that i don't even know the names are um what would you what'd you call it with a haste a haste they probably do that the yeah. tra- a traverse maybe i don't know I, i'm hey, oh my gosh I, I did, they certainly an, don't an about face an about haste that's right um and that was exciting they were the they're the only one there and they wear what you would imagine they're wearing their uniforms have that cadets like um yeah i was gonna say it almost looks like a cadet's uniform and they've got the white the white shoes the white shoe the spats probably yeah probably and they have the giant like x that goes over the side the front and like and they they and the community take military so seriously and they're so excited about it and it's a it's a it's, it's history like that's where we came from and they maintain it we do also have what we call uh is it military fusion military something like that where bands do military, but also they, they it's kind of like half military, half core sure. style. I don't know that White Oak was one of those. We saw that a lot in the 2A, 4A last year. Um, but we have that kind of thing. And Mineola um, is the defending state champion. They won two years ago, and they won again with uh, the lowest score you can get, a five, because they got one. The only, the only winner this year in prelims and finals to get ones across the board. Um, that was not the case in 1A or 5A this year. And I don't think 2A, 4A, 6A last year either. Um, so, and, and for those of you that are curious, Mineola did a show called Carman. And if you are a BOA fan, Jenks High School yeah. made Grand National Finals with that exact same show. The show was, I think, literally the same, top to bottom. They, the pit wore those uniforms yeah. that the band Can did. See, yeah. But it, instead of saying Jenks High School, I think it said something else. Like it had one of the sponsors or something sure. like that. And then the band wore the normal uniforms. The music was exactly the same. The props were exactly the same. The sound design was the same. The drill was different because they're smaller. Yes. But they made a lot of the same drill moves like the Mercedes-Benz sign and et cetera. So this tells you how good of a program our 3A is if right. they're playing a grand national finalist yeah. show. And that's like, oh, we're going to play that and we're going to win state with it. And we Getting only have, it. how many kids Mineola have in their program? 120. 120. And that's percussion. That's color guard. Yeah, that's everybody. So that's, that's again, and, many, and that's, and I know some other states are going, that's only a 3A program. Oh, that's what, you know, and yes, yes, we know. Again, Texas is big, um, but we have to classify them somehow. And they came out and they, they were, they were good. They were very well, yeah, and it, like even looking at, like flipping through and looking at the numbers for all of the the three A, you know one A is pretty consistent. You know you've got some with twenty and mm-hmm, some with forty mm-hmm. or whatever. Looking through the three A band sizes, it's it really interesting because I'm seeing one here has forty three 
Yeah. Hitchcock had 43, and then White Oak had 167. Yes, White Oak. So 160, there's another one, and then Troy has 60. 3A seems to have a really big disparity of band sizes. Um, That's it. That's that's pretty cool. Atlanta had 168. I imagine the 3A and 4A bands are in that kind of There's a a big range of sizes of the bands. There's a big jump after you get from 2A to 3A, 4A, and then there's a big jump to 5A, 6A. So it's almost like we're in three tiers. Yeah. And you can get in. But even in 5A, 6A, you have those like, I can't come. Like, Rouse, how many kids total in your program? 175. 175. And then like Wakeland is another 5A and they what I, i'm assuming they're upper 200s it's in the program 233 but. the biggest the biggest finalist in 5a was alito no a lebanon trail with 239 yeah 239 so it's not that big i mean highland park had the smallest 148 148 wow. so about 100 student range so i guess it is quite a bit yeah well let well let's transition to 5a now that we're here 5a yeah. um 5a had a total of 34 bands advanced 5a has the three the three rounds region yes. area and finals 34 bands which meant there were 12 bands advancing to finals and when you you're probably hearing this going well how do you advance is this the the state is broken up into regions and then the regions then feed an area and then the areas go to state. So you can look at it and say, like, Austin, I think now we're broken into two areas, yes. right? Yes. There's And it's like a west-north. It's a weird gerrymandered type it's, map. It's very strange but because, it, because Rouse went to San Antonio for area yes. and Dripping Springs went to, like, Austin. Yeah, and if you don't know what we're talking about, Rouse is northwest of Austin and Dripping yes. Springs is southwest of Austin. Yeah. And they flip. Passed each other. <laughs> but it's a, it, but it, it, again, all things by football, right? It's really so that football teams and schools are evenly divided across the the way it, it works. And so that's why you can have like Pflugerville be right next to Round Rock, but they go to different areas. Yes. I'm not saying that's the case um, because you have to make sure that the rounds, the areas are equal. The regions are equal for football purposes. As, yeah, as much purposes. as possible. Because I know that there were some... Um, whatever area Friendswood is in, mm-hmm. they only I? had prelims at their area. Yep. They only had one round e. it's because area e. there were uh-huh. only a handful. So they just did one round and took yep. the two. There's no finalists. Right. It's so not big enough. where Rouse and Cedar Park's area, we had a full day of prelims uh-huh. and finals yeah. to get to the four that came out of that area. And so. if you look at the map on the UIL website, you can see where the areas are divided and you can see like, like area D and whatever, like the ones around, they're concentrated around cities. They're yes. smaller. And then you get to like area A or, you know, that's West Texas Panhandle. It's basically like El Paso to Big Bend and parts of the pan, like it, because while that's way more land, there's way less schools. Sure. And that's what they have to do. They have to, they have to do that. So 34 bands advanced, which meant they took 12 to finals. Um, and, and we'll go into a little bit of detail about prelims, first of all. Um, so in prelims, Highland Park was the preliminary champion, so to speak. There's no banner for that. You just, we ranked the bands. Cedar Park was second. Wakeland was third. Rouse, where Jenny B works, was <laughs> fourth. Um, now, of those four, three go to BOA. Cedar Park, Wakeland, Rouse. Burleson Centennial was fifth. They go to BOA. Lone Star was sixth. They do not. Seventh, Friendswood. They do go to BOA. Eighth, Alito does. Ninth, Dripping Springs does. Tenth, Lebanon Trail does not. 11th, Wiley East was a finalist at the Midland Regional. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 12th was Weiss, who I don't think they went to BOAs this year, but they were uh, St. Louis they... finalists last year. Yes. Um, 
And those were the 12 that went. But then when you they, look Yeah, at, they went to San Antonio. Oh, they did? I'm pretty okay. sure, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but when you look at the rest, Colleyville Heritage, former uh, uh, BOA finalist. McCallum, um, Birdville, finalist. Hanks, finalist out in West, you know, some of the Utah regionals. Um, we have a lot of 5A programs that are dipping their toe in the BOA yes. world. They make finals. They're competitive. They, they win regionals. You know, they do kind of stuff like that. So 5A is where we start getting into, quote unquote, the big dogs, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I feel like you can offer a little perspective <laughs> from Rouse. Um, your ordinals will go, it's kind of zip Cody, uh, in music, 416. So I guess the one is the outlier if we're going to go with that, but whatever. Marching 13 six yeah <laughs> so yeah. so with, with we don't know who the judges were or we're definitely not talking about that <laughs> um and and without getting too much into it you know yeah. your 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 specialization your job at rouse is color guard yeah. you see a 13 you see a six you read the sheets you yeah. hear the the commentary um and it's different than boa so sure. you know that it's not like well he's the visual ge judge or she's yeah. the visual ensemble judge what can you take from the commentary on the sheets or the tape and if anything do before finals or you know, what, what, what can you do based on what you're hearing? Well, I mean, just for, for a little bit of just personal perspective, I won't talk in hypotheticals. I'll talk in real life. I mean, you, you, you get those tapes. There's 20, less than 24 hours left of the season, right? (laughs) So 18 hours, you know, between us getting the tapes or 20 hours between getting the tapes from prelims and going into finals. And so, yeah, we, we sit in the lobby of the hotel and listen to all the tapes and make notes and, and there we have rehearsal the next morning. So we, we pick, you know, we, <laughs> you, you can't get overwhelmed with all of the things that are on there. Cause there's a lot, there's a lot of feedback and there mm-hmm. was a lot of great feedback too and insightful information and some not so insightful information. So filtering through that mm-hmm. after, you know, we're on day four of <laughs> San Bantonio, Correct. you know, yeah. it's, it, it can get really heavy. And especially when you see that the 13, you know, that looking at numbers, that's, that's a judge that thought that visually we were not performing well enough to be a finalist band. They only take 12. So, cause it's, so you're like, okay, well, mm-hmm. what are we going to take from this? Is, is that going to be relevant to us looking into our two hours for tomorrow? So right. you, you, you know, we're not going to have rehearsed for eight hours cause you can't. Um, now before you continue, you said tomorrow and I forgot to mention this prelims for 5a was all day Monday mm-hmm. finalists perform middle afternoon on Tuesday. So yes. you, it's another day for those of you going, what, what? Yeah. We, we, the only ones I believe 3A and 2A have their prelims and finals on the same, same day. day. 6A and 5A are so big they cannot do it. So yeah. we've, we've moved it to two days because I think four or six years ago, like the bands were it's performing rough. at 12.30 no. you know, a.m. <laughs> so that's why she's were saying like tomorrow. So continue. Jane. Yes. And and the other thing to consider is that it was a completely different panel. Um, sometimes uh, at the BOA events or at your area events, they'll switch places. Mm-hmm. So you'll have different people or you'll have same people, but on different sheets. So like at BOA events, you'll see somebody that was on the field visual, go upstairs visual or mm-hmm. switch visual general effect in ensemble, whatever. But this was a whole entire brand new mm-hmm. panel of folks. So you have to leverage those two or three places that, and maybe the, the, the tapes, I don't, I don't know if the tapes really guided us at all in our educational plan for the next day. Sure. That was more what went well, what didn't go well? What do we have control over? And what's consistent with what our plan is? You know, you're, you're not going to sit there and change your entire process the night before. Mm-hmm. You just yeah, want to, you yeah. you're chasing after that, the best show that you can have. Correct. And that, what, that wasn't the best show. The prelims show was not the best show that the kids were capable of. So like, what can we leverage? So the tapes were helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in some moments that we had been digging in on, 
for the the weeks leading up to that point, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, it was, no, we got to look at this. We got to take out some of those whistles. We got to look at the right. ending. We've got to make sure that we're reinforcing some of the habits. Cause it's, it's always stuff that you are like, I, oh my gosh, I've been saying this in rehearsal. Right. We've been saying this in rehearsal. We've been of like, course. all right, let's reinforce it one more time because uh-huh. the end of the show has got to be more on point so we can finish with a good, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a good, a good goodbye, if that makes a any sense. Goodbye, the way you say yeah. hello and the way you say goodbye are the two most important things of the show. So we spend a lot of time digging into that, which I'm sure everybody did. We yeah. all had rehearsals that morning. Mm-hmm. So how do you leverage that time? And Right. Right. Well, we, we stuck more to our guns than the judges' tapes. Of course, of course. So the 5A prelims judges, John Alstron, again from Prosper, formerly Prosper, Jason Bird, formerly of um, Richland, now at Argyle, Kenny Capshaw from El Paso, Texas, former band director, Phil Geiger, formerly of Westfield and now of the Tonal Energy app, and Carrie Taylor from Westlake. This was, I mean, the, for, for all intents and purposes, this was, you want the quote-unquote strongest panel to pick the ones who go into finals. Not that the 5A finals panel was not strong in any way, yeah. shape, or form, but you've got to go from 34, whatever it was, down to 12. So, so that's a big deal. Um, when we're talking about the ordinals, so Highland Park was first in prelims. Their ordinals uh, totaled 12. Cedar Park second, 19. Tied with Wakeland for 19. When there's a tie in UIL, we go to judges' preference. So they look at it and say, okay, Cedar Park and Wakeland both had the same ordinal. But Cedar Park was the judges' preference one to three out of five times. So they're the tiebreaker. Wakeland, uh, Rouse and Burleson Centennial tied in prelims. Judge's preference, it looks like it was one, two, three, three of the five um, had Rouse over. So that's how they break the ties yes. when it goes to that. Um, when we go to finals, the panel changes. Amanda Drinkwater, Marcus High School, Albert Lowe, Churchill High School Phantom Regiment, Scott McAdoo, um, Langham Creek, Mark Waymeyer, Spirit of Atlanta, uh, Mass Scouts, et cetera, and Dan Morrison, Ronald Reagan High School. Mm-hmm. So no slouches either in that one. And things changed. Things changed a little bit. Um, yeah, the biggest change was Lone Star. Yes. Lone Star. That was... That was... Was sixth place in prelims. Yeah. And they are 12th place in finals. Um, and they... I mean, more people, more judges had them towards the bottom. Their, their rankings in music, 6, 12, and 9. Marching was 10 and well, 11. And we, and we also talked about this post-San Antonio, which is getting the right people into finals. Mm-hmm. The ordinals necessarily aren't going to be, from prelims, going to be the the end-all, be-all, because right. they're just trying to find the right 12. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then it gets more specific as you get into the finals. So mm-hmm. that and, and, you know, looking at Cedar Park was the first band on. Yeah, and yeah. then there's Highland Park was later in the day. There's there was there's a lot of contest dynamics at work on that one. Yeah, and and like you said, 34 bands. We want to get the top 12 in. Um, and you look at Cedar Park getting second after going first. That means their number held pretty much all the way yeah. through, except for Highland Park, who played later. Yeah. And then spoiler alert: Cedar Park ended up pulling it off for finals, yeah. um, pretty convincingly. Um, Cedar Park scored first. Uh, their ordinals were seven. They had one, two, one, two, one. And then it took a double, basically. Wakeland and uh, Highland Park tied with Highland Park getting the tiebreaker. Two, one, two, three, six. And then Wakeland, three, five, three, one, two. So judges' preference took that. Rouse, um, fourth place in finals. Their ordinals, four, six, four, five, ten. So it seems to be the motive, the theme for y'all is there's a visual judge that Man, like maybe it. did not care for your program. <laughs> Over others, Burleson Centennial in fifth, Friendswood in sixth, Wiley East seventh, Lebanon Trail in eighth, Alito in ninth, Dripping Springs tenth, Weiss eleventh, and twelfth was Lone Star, the aforementioned Lone Star. Um, Weiss is a new program. There's their third year of existence. 
while they have made BOA finals before and won class championships, they haven't been able to advance till this one. So in their first shot, they made yeah. it in. Good for them. Lebanon really Trail. Strong. I really enjoyed watching that program. Those, yeah, the God, those Golden performers are just, mm -hmm. they buy in and they are so professional. Not only the dancers, but everybody in the show. Yeah. Just very professional, very mature. It mm -hmm. was, I, I really, really, really enjoyed it was, that show it a was, lot. It was visually just like mm -hmm. amazing, mm -hmm. amazing. Lebanon Trail in their fourth year of existence, I believe their first time able um, to advance. They first year was seniors. Um, they not only advanced, they advanced. So, you know, they made it to state and they got, they won their area, um, beating Lone Star High School and beating another program that it, uh, I'm not sure who it is. Another Frisco. Oh, they beat Wakeland mm -hmm. at that area, but Wakeland ended up besting them here. Um, Burleson Centennial, first time ever advancing to state, first time advancing so to state. Clean. Finals. I yes. loved that. We I watched that from the end zone, oh, and uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, they went on before us and and finals, and it was so clean. Mm -hmm. That color guard was so right. clean. It was so fun to watch, and the music was beautiful. Uh -huh, uh -huh. It's a very emotional show. Yep. A picture's worth, yeah. I believe, uh -huh. is the name of it. And for those percussionists out there, to like, uh, why does Burleson Centennial sound familiar? It is Richard Kearns who takes their drumline to WGI. Listen to episode two. Is it episode two? Three. Sorry, Three. I was. Four. Uh, I don't know. Uh, two was I just listened to all of them, but Richard Kearns yeah. was three. You can, I believe. Get to um, him. Yeah, and um, his groups have won uh, open class and finalists and world class, so they're good. They they know what they're doing, yeah. and I think this was. I think all the elements came together. I think this is the year three or four of that teaching team. Mm -hmm. They figured it out. Like this is what we're gonna do, and they're solid. They're solid. Um, second time in school history, Rouse is advanced to the yes. state marching yeah. contest. That's great. Wakeland, I think they're a, they're a mainstay as of late. I loved that show too. That, that one was a giant spaceship. It's called Eleven in it, uh, honor of the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11. And funnily enough, like I just, that show was designed so flawlessly. Like uh -huh. they sound great. Yeah. Color Guard is really great. That outstanding solo boy is just incredible. Mm -hmm, but the mm -hmm. show design was just seamless from beginning yeah. to end. I uh, When they pulled out the moon yes, underneath the rock out. I was, was like, yeah, that was the best. It was part. so good, and just the way that the the kind of like the bright eyed, bushy tailed America nostalgia of past, like where everybody yeah. was optimistic, uh -huh. everybody was hopeful, and all of the colors. You know, you weren't really inundated by the red, white, and blue, but all of that sort of nationalism ish feel sure. to it uh -huh. was just. It was really fun to watch. The kids performed great, and I just you follow the thread of the story throughout mm -hmm, I'm like, Oh mm -hmm. my God, how are they going to move this rocket around the field without it being right. distracting or without it being just a clunky part. And mm -hmm. it was just like, Oh, they moved it. I didn't even notice because really I was well doing done. other yeah. things. So it was, it was, the show was put together really well and performed really well. It was, it was Highland park was second with their show play, which was very, I, miss, I wanted to see it and... so bad. I ne never got to see it. So. Yeah. It's, it's basically a children's show. Like it was fun. It was bright. It was bouncy. There were the kid. They were kids, right? Kids being kids, and it's hard to get mm, high school kids to be sweet and fun and lighthearted because they all want to be angsty and wear black right eyeliner. Listen to the Cure and the Depeche Mode and write in their journals. Yeah. Wait, do the kids still do that? I don't think so. I guess that was us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then our champion, <laughs> my, our, my, my, my band of choice for my feelings was the cranberries. The, yeah, I love the cranberries. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sad she died. Um, Cedar Park High School, the now three time defending yeah, state fantastic marching band champion. Um, what's interesting, let's, let's just talk about this lineage of Cedar Park High School and you can look in the back of your programs. If you have it, you can talk about it. So this is the third time Cedar Park has won in a row. In a row. This is the fifth time they have won 
state marching contest. Um, Steve Wessels has been the head director there for four of those titles. Ron Morrison was the head the first time they won with Steve Wessels. Um, and then the next one, I think Jeremy Spicer was there. You've heard that name before. Um, Evan Van Doren was there for a couple of those. Bob Cresty was there for one of them. And now Chris Yee um, is there for this one. All those names are the marching band directors while Steve Wessels or Ron Morrison were the, the head directors yes. of it. And if not for Jeremy Spicer leaving Cedar Park to go open Vandergriff and winning state with Vandergriff, yes. Cedar Park could potentially have won like six, I mean, six in a row, yeah. right? Or yeah. something like that. It would be some ridiculous thing. Um, Cedar Park winning three in a row. Marcus has won five in a row. Argyle has won six marching contests in a row between, is it 3A and 4A? I think they won four straight 3A marching titles and then won the next two 4A marching titles. Something something like that. So, you know, you have this dominance Dominant, of, yeah. of certain bands. And what's interesting is, yes, while Marcus has won five, the next champion after that was Flower Mound mm-hmm. from the same school district. Yep. So that's six for Louisville ISD in a row. Um, Vandergriff Cedar Park, basically Leander was ruling 5A. Yes. And then the most recent 6A marching band champion, yeah. Leander Vista Ridge. Um, so Leander Cedar Park Vista Ridge. Is you're it, oh, doing UIL descriptions, different. even though it's Leander School District. Correct. The city of record is Cedar city Park. Of record, yes. So, so Cedar Park, man, good thing I live there. Yes, you drinking do. that water. Thank you. That's correct. You do live <laughs> in Cedar Park. Um, so yeah, so kudos to Cedar Park. They they posted this fantastic photo on Facebook or something. It's like all five of their state trophies next to their Timberwolf trophy uh, mascot or something the like that. up. Yeah, get get all of them. Uh, up. It was a dominant performance. I mean, it was. It really was. The, they came out there with I I don't know about a chip on their shoulder, but they came out there with everything mm-hmm. to prove, and they left. N- that was an undeniable performance. It, it was. But, Shout out to the Woodwinds. Shout out to the Cedar Park Woodwinds. Incredible, mm-hmm. incredible performance. The sound, the technical facility, those moments in the show were just absolutely stellar. And the the weapon line also had a real good day I'll take on Tuesday. I'll take your word for it. Um, yeah, you know, there's nothing. I know you're from Rouse and my, my friends teach at very many of these other programs. Nothing against them. But the minute Cedar Park played like their first impact is like, yep, okay. you're you're going to win. Like you should win. I, I honestly think everything that I watched on Tuesday, including Rouse, everyone had their best shows of the year. And that's what we all plan for, right? That's what you hope for, yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what you're always planning for. And especially with the San Antonio thing in the middle, it's hard mm-hmm. to pace out. Mm-hmm. It's hard mm-hmm. to pace out those five days at the end of the season because it's a marathon of Friday to Tuesday. It is. Keeping kids focused and motivated and having the energy and going back and like Rouse went back and forth. I'm pretty sure Cedar Park went back and forth too. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, they maybe stayed Sunday because they performed so early on Monday I morning. Cedar Park I think stayed they stayed Sunday because yeah. they were up they were, the crack of dawn. Mm-hmm. Yes, Oof, woof. but it's to get to get those performances on Tuesday. I know we were incredibly, incredibly thrilled with yeah. what the Rouse students put out there on the For field. Sure. And if that's the fourth best band, then Dagummit, it's the be- the best fourth fourth place performance. Yeah. I yeah. mean, so great. Exactly. And and the thing you mentioned um, was a marathon, and it's hard. And this is not just for Texas. It's hard for anyone. Like, okay. Grand Nationals is not until next weekend. You have a whole nother week to get ready for. So some people are pushing till Friday, Saturday for San Antonio for BOA. And then, okay, we got to do five more days. Then they have two weeks off, some of them. Yeah. And so you have this, you have to teach these kids to be great 
even there's have to find another gear basically yeah. i can't even find the right words you have yeah. to find another gear like mm-hmm. we're not even talking about six gears we're going into seventh gear for grand nationals yeah. um and so and that's kind of what separates these great bands from the good bands right this ability to go like all right now we really have to do it and i think you have programs in leander isd who have seen it happen for so long and are a part of those programs when they go like this is what we have to do Louisville isd the same thing you know these, these perennial yeah. grand national finalists Maybe I'm not saying they coast by any stretch, but then they realize like, oh, it's November now. Here we go. Yeah. Like the light switch Double is on. down. Yeah. And they just, it's, it's 1.21 gigawatts. Let's go. Right. It's like the Blue Devils. Like when, yeah. they, when they go like, oh, we got second in middle of July. And that's cute. Right. And then they'll go like, okay, here we go now. And then you're like, what? And there they turned it on again. Right. That's just bands, staffs, communities. They just, they're like, we're, we're, we're yeah. you know, you're just sitting there. It's like when you're. You're just watching something that 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 one guy in a in a kung fu movie, and he just stands there quietly watching them all fight, and you know, Get like tired. he's the one that's gonna like <laughs> he's the one that's gonna do it, and then he pulls out his swords, and then he's yeah. like, that's what the, that's what these yeah. programs do; yeah. they get better. So you talked about Rouse having the best performance of the year for yeah. the Rouse High School. I'm going to talk about only one person in the Rouse High School band, and I hope it's okay. Your clarinet player, the yeah. soloist, Katie. She's is that awesome. her name? Yeah, she is amazing balls. Like for those of you who didn't watch this, and I think, I don't know if you can go back to box five media and watch it. Um, they played blue shades and she was the clarinet soloist in blue shades. And this particular piece of music already has a very, um, showy, uh, clarinet solo in it. And they threw her on a stage, a, a bridge, if you will, it was a bridge and they have her mic'd and she's on the field and she's playing it. And there's some, there's some differences between the original and the marching band version. Most notably the fact that, she basically holds the last note of her clarinet solo over the end of the movement, much like a trumpet soloist for the Blue Devils would do. And she's like, she holds it. I think finals was long. Longer. It was long. I was like, you go, girl. You go, girl. It was long. Moment. And then she rips the, the clarinet off of her mouth like a trumpet player. And then she like jumps up and like, like to me, and I'm not just saying it because you're my friend and you're here. That was the musical moment. Of yeah. those three days, one yeah. um, A, three A, five A. Again, no offense to anybody else that played, but to me, if someone goes, I want you to show me the moment. That was the moment. Yeah. She was she was the star of that moment. I, yeah. I I wish. I mean, she's in high school. I can't interview her for this, but like, <laughs> how cool is it for that person to be? This is the this was the wink of of yes. of this. This was that guy. Well, that and winked. she just really um, embodied that moment. There, there were a couple. We all of the soloists. Rouse had four. Four is that right? Sure, I'll several that. soloists in the several show. Soloists. Yeah, yeah, that two in the ballad. really mm-hmm. embody. There's a tenor sax solo earlier in Blue Shades that we got the dancers all around mm-hmm, and they're mm-hmm. fanning themselves oh. and passing oh. out. It's just cute. <laughs> they the solo the wind soloists really bought into a lot of the character, and it was actually part of my role to give them movement and to give them more of a character viability mm-hmm. during the show. So working with Katie, uh, she's like, wait, I have, I'm going to have to do what while I play too? Like, <laughs> yes, you got to like throw your hip to the side and then throw your hip to the side and then lean and step and walk and then kneel down and then sit on the bridge. Because and in the clarinet kick. solo, there's a bent. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. vi- visually yeah. represents that as well. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in beforehand, it's the, the tenor sax solos before that, um, that leads into the the first big band hit and she is mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. on the bridge and like grooving and pointing and like just she got to be this person 
in the show, not just another cog in the wheel of the band. Uh-huh. You know, she took off her Shaco and she yep. got up on top there and was able to communicate so effectively. It, you know, it doesn't hurt that she's also a really freaking awesome clarinet yeah, player, too. That's, that's it's important. It's just kind of say. like the whole package put together. Mm-hmm. She really owned that process and. And, you know, we couldn't have staged her in a better spot, even with the battery. You know, the battery was up on the stage Mm -hmm, with her as mm -hmm. well on the ride symbols for the ending. And it was just it was a really, a really exciting moment. Yes, I I agree. I agree. Yeah, she's never going to forget that as long as she lives because the crowd was just eating it up and she pulled the clarinet. I was like, yeah, like, (laughs) you know, like at the end of the breakfast club when he's walking off of the the hill. Yeah. Yeah. It's like jumping That that yeah, I wish uh I live my life every day like I'm that girl. Yeah. But that's fantastic that she got to do that. So um from a insider perspective, Uh-oh. four, six, four in music, mm-hmm. five, ten yeah. in, in, in marching. Um have you listened to the tapes, read the sheets from finals? Or did you just like- Um we scanned over the sheets. I haven't listened to the tapes. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. they're probably in I guess I could pull it up and we could listen to them together, but Ooh. I don't think anybody would want to do that. Well and, and, and if you look at <laughs> probably it probably in our staff. Right. Staff if you look probably. at the ordinals, the, the four six four five, it was four out of five judges said you were four five six, right? And even if that j- other judge had given you, let's say at best a four, that gives you a six, which means it takes your score down to a twenty three, you didn't move much. Yeah. Um and that and that's only way we can kind of play what if with the the way the judging system works right there's no yeah there's the numbers we don't get the number recaps it's Mm -hmm. and inconsequential even the 10 is kind of inconsequential because we wouldn't have gone anywhere we wouldn't have moved up anywhere or down anywhere i Mm -hmm. think Mm -hmm. i think the calls were pretty much on on point i I think so i seeing them i feel like we knew the top five were going to be the top five that were the top five and i think that we knew that after watching it, you knew who was going to win. And then I think two, three, four, five could go in any different because Burleson had an amazing final performance yes. and they played so early in the, and you're just like, Oh my God, like they, what if they dark horsed and like, well, and, did and something. two, that's, that's the other part is that this is a completely random yes, draw. We didn't mention Whereas that. Whereas at BOA, you know, it's top half, bottom half. Right. When you go register, you pull out mm-hmm. one through 34 and it puts you onto the list. So mm-hmm. it's like, we were, we, you, everyone like takes a picture of it when they do yeah, it and yeah. then sends it out. So we kind of know where everything is. And yes. so it was, you know, Rouse and Cedar park and Highland park went on kind of all back to back right there. Finals, and then yeah. Wakeland was, was after the, the end, break. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it was, it, that's completely, it's all mixed up. So, I mean, Cedar yes. park could have gone on first. They could have gone on last. Anybody Correct. could have gone on anywhere. Yeah. So that's, that's another one of those dynamics that get put into play where, uh-huh. You know, you've got only so. Well, I mean, you've got a thousand points, but right, at right. the end of the day, I guess it's kind of a hundred points. Yeah, that, I mean, that's it goes from there. Think, yeah. yeah. So, so do you like this true random draw in this nature? Because I do. I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. It can be obviously. You know, anybody can go on at any point in time. You mm-hmm. you put your trust in the adjudicators that they can get, and especially when you don't have to deal with points adding up. Right. All you have to right. do is ordinals. Like, you should be able to rank and rate appropriately, even if they go on. Um, I, I, I think sometimes when you split it, it, it unfairly separates groups, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I, I think I, I could argue both sides. Honestly, right. I could argue both sides because either way is equally equitable, I suppose. <laughs> yes. Perfectly perfect. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now I, I, you know, we, we say, and anyone can look this up that BOA is a random draw, but oh, it's so random that four of the six Texas bands are like in the same block on the same day at Grand Nationals next week. Like we, we, 
yeah, it's not random. But this truly, I mean, Cedar Park drew first. They were 9 a.m. Yeah. And, and you're, so it's like, you can't tell me there was preference given to someone who won state the last two times. Um, I like it because on any given Saturday yeah. or any given Tuesday in this fact, yeah. anything can happen. And I like that. You know, you look at DCI. I think the one year they did a random draw, Madison Scouts won in 1988. And for some reason, they went back to it probably because Blue Devils or Cadets didn't win. But, you know, they, they, I think I would, I would love, you know, Grand Nationals did it for so long. And I think, you know, Texas had the curse because Reagan would draw first and then Bell would drew first and Woodlands drew first. Like it just, and then they didn't win. Right. right? And so maybe they were thinking, well, let's just do top half, bottom half. And there are pros and cons to that. And someone's always going to get in, in, in any, arrangement Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. always not going to work for one group or two groups no matter how you slice it so we just have to make sure that we all like as we're making the rules and we're having these conversations that we all just do something that we can we can stand in front of our kids and speak with this is the best system to do this right now and i'm sure there'll be more discussions on how that works in the future but as long as we can stand up and and with some sense of honesty and authenticity Mm -hmm. support it and and go to sleep at night going well we had the conversation and this is what we're doing and we all believe in it Mm -hmm. It, it's not there's no there's no way to make it perfect right there's no way to make it perfect there's no way there's going to be good bands that don't make finals there's going to be good bands that don't move on from this Mm -hmm. or that round what can you do? Yeah, yeah. And, and Make the best arrangement that you can. Yeah, and to, to kind of bring it back and, and close it off from what we talked at the beginning, UIL's mission, their job, they want total state representation. Yes. So that's why you have groups from every area that advance to the state contest. Maybe other states are just like, no, we take the 10 best no matter. And if they're all from Detroit, for example, they're all going to come from Detroit. And Texas doesn't want that. Texas wants, you know, Area A sends their representatives, Area G. Like, everyone is represented at the state marching contest. They go and they perform, and, like, this is the best the entire state has to offer. And I really like that um, because it doesn't just go like, oh, I mean, because if you said, you know. You're only invited if you're from Frisco or from Leander or from Northeast. It would be Northeast with Louisville and Leander right now, and then, you know, the the few others that are from different, you know, but that's the way things are going right now. And so— I like that. It, yeah. it allows us to do that. Does that mean some great bands get pushed out at the area level? They don't make finals. That's area. Correct. Do they not make yeah. it to state? Correct. And that's a whole other discussion that people are like, well, we should have more. Rep- we have more. Be-. You know, it's like, yes, yes, yes. There's no perfect system. Right. UIL's changing that. They they are slowly evolving. They understand, you know, there's more bands. There's more competition. There's all that stuff. You know, before, I think two or three years ago, UIL used to only name the three medalists. So you'd have ah. 10, 10 finalists, seven finalists, and then they go in third place, in second place. And there wasn't a retreat. They just, everyone was in the stands. Wow. And then they did it. And UIL took some cues from BOA and DCI and WGI, and then they put a retreat on the field. But then they only said the top three again. I think this might be the first year or last year was the first year that they are now going Reading. from 10 to yeah. whatever. And everyone gets a trophy. You know, the, the medalists get medals and they get a sure. different color, metallic whatever on the trophy so they're 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 understanding that if there's a pageantry of it there's the production of it um i think the funniest thing about 1a and 3a i don't know if anyone saw it was you know john uh, pollard was the announcer this year for the first time he replaced someone and he's so amazing he's so great and they do the boa break ranks but the kids didn't know what to do, so they just huddled on their own little band. <laughs> Imploded them on themselves. Talking. So you see these like 10 or 7 different yeah. little blobs just talking <laughs> to each other. 5A kind of understood what yeah. they're doing. It was just very cute. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll get it. UAL, sure. they're, they're, they're evolving. They're getting, they're going to get there. I think that's important. And I think, I think fi- the last thing I want to say about it is it's just, you know, we have a lot of good band here. 
and it was a great celebration of that band. Yeah. Whether or not you agree with any part or all of the way it was handled, because we all have, like you said, we all have our, our, our pros and cons of how it should be done. At the end of the day, we're celebrating fantastic high school marching And great, band. like just great shows, great performances, mm-hmm. unique artistic endeavors with each group. It's just so idiosyncratic to like the staffs that work there and what they like to do and mm-hmm. what they like to see. Mm-hmm. I thought 5A from top to bottom just was full of really cool and creative shows, whether that was new, fresh concepts or whether Mm -hmm. it was a, a, another twist on a concept that's been done before. Mm -hmm. Everything Mm -hmm. was just really, really well put together, really well performed and supremely, supremely entertaining. I would agree with that. And again, don't sleep on the one, two, three, and four. They're, they're entertaining in their own ways that what they do with those limited numbers and I mean, they have a smaller stage. It's, it's, it's a bigger stage rather, but it's just a lesser number of performers. They're great. They're great. It's just, it's, we said it and I'm not the one who coined excellence, but it, it was a great <laughs> display of excellence yeah. the last three days. Like it's just, it's amazing what, 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 what anybody can do with uh, uh, music and marching and kids. And we are all just lucky because we get to work in the activity absolutely, and we get to be spectators absolutely. And, that, and that's fun too. So. And fans and fans. So, <laughs> so that, that concludes the UIL season, Jennifer. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, my first one, my first real full one. That's, oh, did you come in late two years ago? No, I, this is only my second year here. So Wait. last year was, who, who was at Rouse before you? Somebody what? else was at Rouse yes. before you. I don't know who that was. It doesn't matter. We have to talk about it. Wow. I did not know that. Congrats. So you, so you had Bowie's six A last year or not? No, I was not. I didn't start at <gasps> Bowie until the winter time. What? This, yes. So this was we we uh, we um int- we we this yeah. was your first time. Uh huh. You know what they say? You never forget your first never time. Never forget my first time. Wow! I'm so glad that I got to be here <laughs> to experience it with you. Yeah, it was wow, crazy. That's amazing. Fun times. Fun it times is times in Bandland. Was it everything you thought it was be and more? I guess so. Yeah, I mean you're used to South wild, Carolina, wild west, SCBDA or whatever. Skibida. Skibida. Yeah. Skibida. What? Wow. Oh, I get it. Yeah, and you're used to Indiana marching. Yeah. Ipa, Isma? Is Isma, that what yeah. Isma. Isma. How many state titles did you win when you were sitting Zero. What? They Yeah, they won in 99. They were like third and sixth. and. Who was winning state when you were win- when, when um, you won Grand Nationals? Lawrence Central, Homestead. Yeah, and that was before okay. Homestead would go to Grand mm-hmm, Nationals. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were winning state. Um, I can't, I, honestly, I can't remember. It, 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 wow. it, it was Lawrence Central. Lawrence Central was like hands down, very, mm-hmm. very strong in ISMA. Um, right. Their music programs were just, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. they were out of this world during that time. Right. Yes. Correct. Correct. Well, that, that uh, that's UIL. And we still have, can you imagine we still have more band coming up? Yeah. I, this, I feel like it's early, but because I always figured that B, I guess it is two weeks. Because I can't imagine, I can't imagine on a 6A, I guess you wouldn't go to BOA. This typically happens. BOA well, that you would do San Antonio State and then Grand Nationals. Are there people that do that? Oh, yeah. Reagan and Claudia Taylor oh both God. did it the same year. Claudia Taylor elected not to advance the state marching contest. They just did area so that they could, but Reagan did go to state marching contest and then they turn around and go to BOA. But was San Antonio the week before? It was too? the week. Yeah. So you have... Friday, Saturday, BOA, San Antonio. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, UIL. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Because they're like, sorry, English teacher. Yeah. I'm not going to see you for two I weeks. I won't see. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure. But yeah, so this year, maybe for the next few years, I think uh, state marching contest and Grand Nationals are separated yeah. in different weeks, which is great. Because Indiana State Championships is this weekend. Oh, is it? Yeah. And there's some California stuff going yes. on. and. Um, drumline competitions this weekend. Yeah. I mean, band's not over, but as far as UIL is concerned, band yeah. is over. And that's the purpose of this episode. Yes. So. Yes. 
Right on. So um, next, sometime after Grand Nationals, we'll be back and we'll talk about that. Yeah. And I'll actually get to watch a lot more this time because I, I will not be participating. So oh, I'll be just a fan in the stands oh. on my couch. <laughs> yes. If you bring some popcorn and you bring an air horn, I think you're... You can't bring an air horn. In your, but you can in your house. In my house, I sure can. <laughs> I can have a Vuvuzuela as well. You could. I'm sure the Roma parents have air horns. That's, that's, that's their thing. That's the thing. They like air horns over there. So, you know, it was such a hit last time, Jenny B. Why don't you sign us off this time? It was a hit. I don't think it was a hit. It wasn't a miss. It, it was It was a strike on the inside corner. I don't know. But it's still a strike, right? Sure. It wasn't. A, well, I mean, wait, but I think it was a home run. I don't know. I, every, <laughs> I think if one person, if people liked one thing from last episode, it was your sign off. So, so I don't even remember what it so was. So take us home, Jenny B. I got nothing to say. That's of consequence. We are. We made it through the season. Great shows. My first UIL. It's all about you. It's all fun and games until someone breaks a collarbone on a scooter downtown San Antonio. (laughs) Scooter gang, scooter gang, scooter gang, scooter gang, scooter gang, scooter gang. This episode of Sketchwood Podcast was hosted by Jen Barton and me, Daniel Montoya Jr. It was edited and produced in Austin, Texas. Our logo is created by John Suh of Purpose Designs, and our music is provided by Epidemic Sound. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at SketchbookPod, and to send us questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns, email us at sketchbookpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, rock music, hip-hop music, something there.